Upshaws, it's a sitcom about a working-class black family in Indiana, starring Wanda Sykes, Mike Epps, and Kim Fields. All 10 episodes were dropped May 12th on Netflix. We chose episode 8, Night Out, written by Anil K. Foreman, to watch and review. So without further ado, it's Thursday, May 13th, and you're listening to today's episode. So you got a Lucretia in this show, you got a Tasha in this show, you got a duck in this show. D-U-C-K. Not, not an actual duck, but yeah, that's his name. Uh-huh. Right and it, BMS, and who, what, who's he playing? He's playing the comic relief. He's definitely supposed to be the funniest out of all of them. And he, he tends to play respect. extreme characters. Yeah. The guy's name is Paige Kennedy. He's 44 now. He was in He's Blue 44. Mountain State. Yeah. yeah, he was in Weeds. He played U-Turn and Radon Randall. So... If you're comparing to those two roles, which were kind of crazy, where does oh, this guy well, fall? Well, he, it's a lot more tame. He, he, he's gone to jail. This is a more family good yeah, show. right, right. But he's gone to it jail. It is TV-14, though. So I, if they're going to stretch anything, it would be his character. Well, there was a ton of drinking in this episode. Like oh, night, drinking? Well, oh, no. It's called The Night Out, right? That's the episode. So they go to a ton of bars. And then Regina, who is the main character, is Benny. Uh, white. So you think they're just a bunch of alcoholics? So like two and a half men? <laughs> That's what it was kind of like in this episode. Yeah. Because two and a half men, they just There is a part the in this episode where Regina picks up two drinks off of one of the waiters that are walking by and just like downs the whole entire thing. So I think that it they're is called Night alcoholics. Out. Yeah. So maybe I just sent you to the episode that had the most drinking in it. Yeah, probably. But did you recognize any other BMS alumni? Oh, there's someone else from BMS here? No, I just recognized Randall. All right, so there's Gabrielle Dennis, who plays Tasha Lewis, Kelvin's mother, the baby mama. Uh-huh, yeah. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Okay, she may not have been in the episode, but she played Craig's girlfriend in BMS the first season. Craig was the guy who disappeared after the first season. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's also been in Luke Cage, a Black Lady sketch show. She's been in a bunch of stuff, but if Tasha wasn't in this episode, we won't be talking too much about her. Um, and then, of course, you have Wanda Sykes, who's probably yeah. the biggest name of the cast. Well, and I think that she created the show, right? That's what it said in the intro. She co-created title. the show. Yeah. With someone else who we'll get to pretty soon. Regina Hicks, I think. Uh, she's won Emmys. She's wrote and starred in a number of TV shows. Curb Your Enthusiasm, uh, New Adventures of Old Christine, Blackish. She even had her own TV show for like a season. And uh, you know what she Wasn't did? Wasn't that be- called The Wanda Sykes yes. Show? Yeah. 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 It always is. It's always your name and then show. Show, yeah. Yeah. Or just your name. If you're that famous when you get like an Oprah or an Ellen, uh, Rip Ellen show. <laughs> you know, Sykes wasn't always a comedian, though. She had a job before she decided to start doing stand-up. Do you want to guess what it was? I have no idea. She worked for the NSA. I thought that she was always a comedian. She worked for the NSA. Yeah, top security clearance. She was an NSA person. And then she was like, well, this is boring. So she <laughs> transferred into stand-up comedy? Yeah, she just made that shift. You know, sometimes you're just... That's a crazy shift to make. Yeah. So anyways, you pointed out she's tagged as co-creator of the show. And I think she actually took the role of Lucretia after the show had been picked up. So she created it with Regina, and she was like, okay, now that it's sold, let's yeah. start casting. I think I would be perfect for this. Well, yeah, um, she has like a, she plays one of those things where it's like she's famous, but she's in a very small role to help the, with star power. Really? Because she's built really high in the show. It's not like she's just some side character who 
Lucretia. It's yeah, like, but but she has a side character storyline. Does like, she have the and after her name at the beginning of the credits? I think so. Yeah, and if it, it suits her that way, because again, she's in it for the show. You're not gonna get like thirty seconds of her, but she doesn't have the main storyline. So this is about a family. You got Regina, who is uh, the main character, Kim Fields, right? And she is with benny or or on and off with benny who has had a kid with someone else but has also had kids with her Uh, yeah and then also you have uh, lucretia who is the sister of regina and she does not like benny oh no yeah and benny and her have like a brother sister dynamic where it's like they will always insult each other even though they're not yeah yeah even though they're not related throughout the whole show in-law type yeah yeah humor um so what did you think of the episode what was the plot of this one what did they do that was different you got a couple uh storylines going on you have regina who needs to go to a party Mm -hmm. because it's like a co-worker party but every but when she goes there she doesn't know anyone and all the people that she does know are is like where's benny and i think benny and her at this point are either divorced or they're just not again on and off off again like sometimes he screws up sometimes they're closer together than otherwise and so she calls her um her son and her son comes over from ups and they just end up bonding and the main point of that storyline is that i believe his name is bernard he comes out as gay to her well benny has benny jr benny is senior so that would be his his son as well yeah yeah exactly and so that so now we find out that he's gay yeah and that's basically the whole story for that um as far as a big reveal right episode Um, eight the the main the main story arc, I guess of this episode is that Benny he promises Maya his youngest daughter that he will come to this recital where she's gonna be dancing and um, Regina isn't holding her breath because Benny usually makes these promises but isn't able to come through with it mm-hmm. um, and then later on in the episode he goes to a bar with some of his friends Duck and I can't I can't remember the other guy's name but they get completely drunk and plastered just hammered right exactly and so you kind of know where that's so going. what is Duck like because again he's crazy he's, so what what is his personality like in this episode well he's someone who he's crazy but he's also the smartest one on the show like when Benny and his friend are getting completely plastered he was like I was going to be your designated driver but you guys are insulting me and I don't want to go to jail again <laughs> so I'm going to leave because he was threatening to beat them up okay. and, and also when uh, so he's still angry right yeah <laughs> he retains the anger lucretia's boyfriend i believe his name is tony uh this is the other storyline that takes place she's he's trying to find her because he's just like like given so much to her but he doesn't also know her that well and lucretia just wants so to So they've get just begun to date right exactly and so they, so does it fit the when it says night out it sounds like everybody is having their own night out right that's kind of why stories. i chose this episode is it kind of separated the characters and you didn't just have to watch them all together well later on in the episode lucretia goes to the same bar that benny is at and that's where she decides that she's finally going to confront tony and um they call him captain crunch that's his uh that's his nickname but she says okay i'm going to finally just break up with him and they played this similar joke that they played at the beginning where um, Tony is getting really, really upset about uh, Lucretia breaking up with him. And it's like, I've given up so much for you and I'm not going to leave. And then Mike Epps Benny comes over and he's like, hey, I don't want you talking to her like that. And Tony is getting really, so really angry. So he sticks angry. up for his uh, his girlfriend's sister, basically. And this yeah. is like a bonding moment right, for Right, exactly. And, and Tony is about to beat Mike Epps up until this big guy out of nowhere, and it happened with Duck earlier on in the episode, stands behind uh, Mike Epps. And Benny thinks that he's all tough and powerful. And then Tony leaves, but then he realizes that really it's the person behind him that Tony was scared of. 
Uh-huh. And then by the end, Benny so came he was in. intimidated, right? By. And Benny was so. Were these, these? I mean, you're just describing jokes at this point. But were they good? Did they were they effective? No. no. So <laughs> I, you didn't, didn't like, like the show. show? No. You should start with that next time. Just well, just go well, into I try, it. Like I try not to give away my like opinions when I'm giving the plot of the show away. Uh-huh. The final five minutes were fine. Benny makes it to the recital, and he even like helps his daughter Maya, who isn't able to make the dance. That felt the most like I guess family friendly and best part of the show, even though it was somewhat the most predictable. Yeah, most feel good. And Duck also was probably the best character because he himself was funny and I really did like Randall from BMS. That being said, though, I didn't really understand why this show was made. A lot of the storylines were predictable and didn't have a lot going on. And also, this had a laugh track. And it might, it might just be me with like this whole entire laugh track TV show type thing, but it just feels so outdated and archaic. I don't really feel a need for a laugh track or need to be told one to laugh. And also, this is another big thing. I don't think it's filmed in front of a live studio audience. So yeah, well, that's interesting. The episode you watched was not, but the first four episodes were. Then COVID hit. So right. Well, it, well, especially that. now. Originally, it was intended to be. That does make it better, but the fact that it wasn't means that it's giving me this like kind of sense that it's lying almost. Okay. And, and I don't think that that fits the show well. If you can't make the laugh track authentic, then I feel like the show, in some sense, is lying to you. All right, another recent Netflix comedy series that was built around a veteran comedian, but also it also had ten episodes with a laugh track. Was the crew? Crew, yeah, I remember yeah. that. So, notice any similarities with that show? <laughs> yeah, the humor. The humor wasn't very funny. So it feels one. like the writers from that right. could have just been picked and put in this. Yeah, but the uh, at least, well, I think the thing about this was it was trying to give a lot of diversity to the cast, uh-huh. which I'm fine with. But the crew was just at least had a more, I guess, like. Did it feel more realistic though, because of it being a family dynamic than a NASCAR team or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, but I was how about say- how about if you remove the laugh track? How similar is this to a, a family sitcom like Keenan, which you also watch and also has a diverse cast? Uh, Keenan had more a sense of what it wanted to be. It also like the jokes were supposed to be very very outlandish and comedic. Well, this was supposed to kind of be just more realistic and very down to earth. Yeah. Okay. Kim Fields was also involved in Keenan and Kel. I have some more comparisons for you, though. Okay. Uh, how about Blackish? I haven't really seen Blackish that much, but from what I know, Blackish has more of a positive message. And well, she's also in it. Wanda Sykes is also in it. Everybody right. hates Chris. Everybody, everybody hates Chris. I think it's more a kids show almost. But right? it is the family dynamic, struggling family, not poverty stricken, but like definitely growing up in a kind of pinching pennies. Right, and I think that the like kind of that relied more on really the brother sister father mother dynamic, while this was more just kind of focusing on everybody at a separate night. So the comparisons a little bit there. Yeah. yeah, and then it's also been compared to the Carmichael show. Um, Carmichael show I could see, yeah, because that had laughter. Well, too, that right? tackled a lot of like hard issues. Yeah, this is this didn't do that. It this was just it was just pretty simple. Yeah, if you look at the worst comments, they say could have come up out twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, largely a throwback with dusty jokes and an annoying laugh track. But the best of them said like fresh funny family sitcom and i'm sorry entertainment weekly but that is the laziest praising way of to praise a show like if you come out and you say fresh funny family sitcom you've literally said nothing yeah you've literally just put a tagline behind well yeah it doesn't describe anything that could go to any show whatsoever and it doesn't matter so it didn't seem that real but the new york times one when it was like a throwback sitcom with modern views i mean at least that's yeah no and that that makes sense i wanda sykes was just such a weird person i I was wondering if they had were able to get her but when i saw that she was part of the creator the other creator the other creator regina y hicks um she's produced a lot of tv shows in the past insecure is by far her most 
was yeah, I notable. Yeah. Okay. That started off with like a YouTube series, I think. Maybe. I didn't do too much research on Insecure. But some of these I've never heard of before. And I wanted to know if you had. Okay. Okay. Instant Mom. It's about a party girl that becomes an instant mom when she marries an old man with three children. It went for 65 episodes. And these are all real, correct? Maybe. But that one, <laughs> yeah, that one's probably real. The Mayor, which is about a struggling hip-hop artist running for mayor to promote his mixtape but ends up winning the election Wait, that was a film right no it was a movie oh, it was sorry it was a uh, tv show it, it has a 5.6 on imdb okay yeah then i haven't heard of that uncle buck a show that only had eight episodes but managed to name two of them block party and going to jail party <laughs> that sounds familiar that, uh... it's familiar because mike epps was also in that yeah. <laughs> he stalled as a start as uh, uncle buck and then uh, you had ABC's Black Don't Crack, which is about three sorority sisters who lose touch after college and reunite, realizing something is okay to crack. Sometimes it's okay to crack if your friends have your back. <laughs> <laughs> I had never And then, of course, it. you have Acorn Pants. Wait, no, I'm oh, just no, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But all those are real. All those are real? Every yeah. single one of those is that's, real. That's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's interesting producing credits. But it, then you have Kim Fields, who's obviously known from Facts of Life and Living Single. Do you like Regina's character? Regina's character, the characters are fine. What I had a problem with was kind of their mannerisms. So many of them are doing their, like, janky movements when they speak, and it's supposed to be, like, kind of funny, and I had, a, like, a real problem with that because I was I, like, it's not like, moving. <laughs> like the How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, when, was when Neil Patrick Harris, when he went to do actual movies, like, came out and said, it was like, yeah, I, I do d double takes way too much now because I'm so used to sitcom, like, humor. Yeah, right. Like, they, they're always fidgeting, but it's meant to be in a funny way, and I'm just like, it annoys me mostly. <laughs> well, there hasn't been a lot of time for to garner a critical reception, but it has a cool 5.4 on IMDb and a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. So you're looking at probably a mediocre show at best, but if you're into this type of comedy, then you're probably going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, also though, a lot of the jokes are mean-spirited. Like, every single character, maybe the ending is why I like it so much, because, you know, Benny actually helps his daughter, but except for that, every character is mean to one another. Even Does... characters we don't know. Regina, for example, is at a party, she's speaking to her son, and she sees uh, just some guy eating a cupcake, and she's like, you see that person over there? His credit is terrible. He can't even afford to go to a free clinic like it's just like that's the type of jokes that you continually get about other characters and so I, it's, it's not self-deprecating it's dep it's like yeah, going and, after and it's hard to go for those characters when they're just so mean to each other and other people that we don't even know usually you see that more in a satirical comedy where like the characters are written to be jerks right like the league yeah, like the league, um, but this isn't f as filled with joke. It's more traditional. And it's most it's supposed to be a family comedy, and usually when you have these mean characters, that doesn't they don't fit together well. Yeah. So out of the since this is called Night Out, which ha which character had the best night out? Well, Regina started out having a terrible night, not knowing anybody. But after her son came out to her, uh -huh. uh, she was really happy about that. Even told Wanda Sykes' character Lucretia when they so were. She was at proud the, of her kid. Yeah, at the recital the next day, so she had the best night out in terms of like good fortune, I guess. How about as far as if you wanted to be one of those characters, would you want to be in whose position? I, I still want to be in uh, Regina's position because Benny and Lucretia have a scare when they both wake up in the car repair shop inside of a car. In the mechanic uh, shop? Yeah. Because he's a mechanic. And, and they're supposed to make you think that they might have had sex, possibly. But yeah. we know they yeah, didn't? Because no, isn't she with that other guy, the captain, whatever? Well, no, she actually broke up okay, with that she, guy. She like, yeah, because This is Benny, two episodes away from the finale, so do you think that you kind of got like where the last two episodes are going to veer to? Like, What do you think is going to happen in the next two? 
uh, I don't know. I don't think this is really a show that has like a solid story plan. So you don't it. think Benny and Regina have a chance of like getting together they, or something? They could, but I think that's more like if the series season finale is gonna be geared on that one episode. Like, should they sell the house or I don't know something like that? I think it's like two parter. Yeah, like yeah, something like that. Any idea why they chose Indiana as the place? Because Stranger Things also takes place in Indiana, obviously a different uh, area and also a different um, time period. Yeah, it's not actually shot in Indiana. I imagine. No, it's right? shot in California. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Indiana. Was just they like just a, picked a place on the map. Yeah, I think that they also picked it because it's a small town place, but that leads to some of the boringness of the episode because it doesn't feel like that it's that expansive. Like, this takes place... Oh, you in, really want an expansive sitcom. Well, like, even when Regina and Wanda Sykes go to the recital the next day, you can tell that the same exact place that they filmed it, it was the same set as the place that Regina had the party earlier on in the day. And it seems like if you're going to make a They did film through COVID, and they probably had a limited amount of setting that they could use. Probably a low budget as well. Yeah, Even though Netflix, it's weird. Netflix started off with its being like, we're going to beat regular TV by producing higher quality content. And now it just seems like they're trying to copy TV. Well, yeah, well, yeah exactly. But Especially not with anything like succeedingly right. better. Well, and, and that kind of leads me to my next point, where when, even though these are old shows, like when I think about that 70s shows, as one of my favorite episodes just ever, season four premiere when Eric Foreman like has that dreamscape episode and he starts talking about like what his life would have been like without Donna and you're able to see that Friends has a couple of those episodes that were like they were able to do a lot of things that were different well this is supposed to be more not like the Cosby show and not like one of the interesting things that I think Wanda Sykes said about the show was like most um current day modern television representation of African Americans in television is either they're really rich or they're in poverty. Right. It's never like the middle class family. And this isn't exactly middle class, but they're definitely better off than some and not like drug dealers right. or something. And, and then also not like just the rich yeah. people who can kind of splurge on anything and kind of... I see that. And, I, and I'm over like the equal representation thing, but it didn't feel like they did in that episode. It felt like they were doing it like a checkmark thing. Like when the son was gay, it didn't feel like that was truly authentic. It felt like they were like, how can we make sure to put the gay character in here without actually giving him a good storyline? Now, again, I've only seen one episode but then again that is a huge part of his story he's finally coming out to his mom and it's so i like how old is he in the show i'd say he's around 24 yeah it has sort of become a coming of age story um as opposed to showing someone just like maturing instead it's like coming out in it, modern times yeah. you, you get that a lot in storylines especially lines. in comedies it's it, this was also compared to fresh prince of bel-air and it's funny because the kids in those well first of all they were like more main character this is about the adults right. but when it was about the kids it's like they became household names so instead of that, like, I can't see Regina becoming the biggest, like, it's, right. it's not going to be a Will Smith or a or a Carlton or, or someone, like, really stretching the boundary in this type of show It's anymore. also, yeah, it's also easier to follow the kids' storyline than to follow the adult storyline. And, and, like, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was rated TVG, TVPG. I don't know what it is about Netflix trying to rate these family comedies as, like, TV-14. I think Full, Fuller House is still, like, G. Yeah, but, like, with this, and then you had, I think, Mr. Iglesias, and then was the crew i think even tv 14 at one point like i don't see why they have to do that it's not like it's really adding that much on to make it a little bit more risque so they do you think they're gonna get another season uh, i don't think so no probably not i mean we said the same thing about the ranch a long time ago <laughs> 
and that ended up going for like five seasons till Hyde got kicked off. And again, this had another show like The Crew that tried to act like it was more up to date when it was really just showing kind of who was writing this thing. They thought that using emoji jokes were were going to be well, it's up to date for adults, like like real like older adults, Generation uh, X. Yeah, no, I I understand that. I'm just saying that if you're trying to appeal to young people, emojis is are not new things. So do you think this show is supposed to appeal to, to young people? Yeah, I think it's supposed to appeal to the whole family. But I think that in that regard, it's probably going to appeal more to parents, especially with when you're casting people like Wanda Sykes than, you know, your kid. Well, I think that gives a good impression about what you thought of it. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the episode? No, it's 28 minutes. So it's 27, like, I think. Oh, yeah. 27 minutes, yeah. They're, they're, that's so if you've got the time to watch it, check it out, at least one of if them. If you're interested, yeah. It should be pretty easy to tell what it's about really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.